Hello and welcome to the Shiny Bees Podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host, Joe Millman, and this is episode 144. Stay on the kitty cat. Hello, hello and welcome into episode 144 of the Shiny Bees podcast. I'm Jo, I'm your host and today is Tuesday the 12th of May 2020, the Mad Dog 2020 as we call it because it has been a mad dog so far. If you are a new listener with me today, welcome. I hope you'll enjoy what you find here with the nitty chat and the randomness and the comedy patterns and everything else that happens in the podcast. And if you're a returning listener, thank you as always for coming back and hanging out with me again. You know I love it and um, hopefully you do too if you keep coming back. So yeah, today, episode 144, it's going to be quite a short episode today. Um, to be honest, if I hadn't promised you last week I was going to go back to regular Tuesdays, I probably wouldn't have done one. I'm really tired, not really in the mood. Um, you know, the Corona co- coaster catches up with all of us every now and again, and I just was not feeling the love for the podcast today in particular. But, you know, I'm taking it to one of those things, a bit like going to the gym where, you know, those days where you don't feel like doing it actually turn out to be the best ones, right? Let's hope so. So I'm going to work on my uh, upbeat positive energies today, try and mess about a bit and have a bit of fun with you. And like I said, keep this on the shorter side because it's already seven minutes to seven in the evening and I've just had the opportunity to actually sit down and get going because um, I had some problems with the output audio on my computer, which was annoying. Just not what you need when you're like already resisting. And it's not because I don't love obviously come in and chat in with you guys. It's not that at all. It's more a case of like, I only want to be bringing my best, most sparkly, most fun self to the podcast. That's my kind of listener promise for you. And obviously if I'm not, if I can't find her, if she's gone for a bit of a Boris Bimble, yeah, I don't know what to do. You know, I don't know what to do. So I'm here anyway, and we're going to have a bit of a chit chat. So speaking of chit chat, there's been quite a bit of chit chat in the Um, podcast group on Facebook. Like I said, I am still looking for a new home for that group. I found some uh, boards that I can use on my website, but it then becomes a very similar sort of UX to Ravelry and I'm not sure that works entirely. So I'm still working on that. But in the meantime, there's been some chit chat in the the Facebook group about different podcasts people are listening to, different projects people are working on, you know, random flashing of someone who's found tonics in Australia. Well done, um, Laura there for sharing those with us. We're all drooling because tonics are not at work at the moment. The factory's closed down. So devastating, devastating. But yeah, there's been loads of chat in the group and in particular, some good feedback about one of the episodes. Uh, can't think of a title. I think it was 142, maybe 141, 142, where I basically said like, chill out, don't worry about it. You know, if you can't homeschool your kids or whatever, that's, you know, not at the top of your list of priorities right now and keeping everyone alive and reasonably sane. 
food, shelter, etc. is on that kind of hierarchy of needs. That's where we are at at the moment, which people have found kind of helpful. And we were, you know, just kind of like having a bit of a chat about it. And I found that as the time has gone on, I've had to be quite not in the group, the, the, the Facebook group caveats that, you know, like just jump out a minute. I'm not talking about my uh, podcast group on Facebook at all with this, but Facebook in general, social media in general, the news in general, everything in general is really negative at the moment. It's, I mean, it's always doom and bloody gloom. Let's face it, the, the press never print anything that's fun and nice and makes you feel good. They are completely the harbingers of misery. You know, let's see how much we can twist anything to be miserable. And obviously because of everything that's going on, people are worried and are is more of an effort to not be negative at the moment because we're just bombarded all the time, 24-hour news cycle with all this stuff, right? And people are worried, like you would be worried, of course. So I've had to, I think, in order to kind of like manage my mental state and my negativity, Not, I'm not super negative or anything, but to manage that, I've had to be very judicious in use of mute function and not going on social media, only looking at the news once a day, quickly and then out. And um, anyone that even remotely makes me huff, roll my eyes, um, you know, side eye, anything, they get muted for 30 days, straight away on Facebook, bump, gone, you're done, you're done. Because I don't need you making me feel bad, right? I'm good enough at it myself. So if you're going to sit there and whinge, right, or just say ridiculous stuff or be a complete chimp, you're gone. You're gone for 30 days. You do it again, you're dead to me. Like, gone, gone, gone. Because, we, you know, it's, like, it's it's hard enough as it is. We don't need to be feeling and carrying the weight of other people's negativity as well because we've got enough to manage. Like, we've got enough to manage with our own negativity, like, you know. So that's my encouragement to you is just to delete block mute whatever you need to do to protect your energy of a daytime you do it get rid of the social you know turn the tv off whatever you need to do and find those like i said those little moments of joy the little sneaky read of a chapter in the sunshine on your bed the the roy boss with a little bit of cheeky heather honey in it you know all of those little things get them in there um uh, and to add to that, I did say about the school, if you're still in the school WhatsApp group, get out of it, get it muted, get it done, right? School WhatsApp groups are the work of the devil at the best of times, right? Because there's always that one mum who's asking for extra homework because little John T is a freaking brain surgeon when he's six or whatever. And it's all about them like being you know, I'm so amazing as a parent. That's why Jonty's doing quantum physics. It's bullshit, right? It's rubbish. All of it is a load of pomp. You don't need it in your life anyway. You don't. You definitely don't need it now. Get that bad boy muted. We don't need competitions about who's done what worksheets. Um, you know, everyone is trying the best, and I believe that everybody is trying the best at whatever they're doing. They're not sat there thinking, "I can't be asked. I'm not going to try." They're not. Nobody thinks that. Nobody thinks like that. I'm sorry, they don't everybody's trying the best, everybody's running their own race, everybody's running a race that's different to everyone else's, it's a different length, it's different terrain, there are different obstacles, there are different problems in the way, there are different factors, there's different weather, everyone's running their own race, right, we don't need the school WhatsApp group telling us what we should and shouldn't be achieving, okay, you're running your own race, you're doing your best, that's all you can do, I love you, you're freaking awesome, that's for whoever needed to hear that today, 
that's me to you. You're doing an awesome job. You're trying your hardest. Big peace out as well to the parents who have kids who've got additional needs at home who are really struggling as well right now. Big peace out to you. Big love to you. I'm doing the little dancing love heart, you know, the little love heart dance thing that the Zumba guy used to do to me when I tried really hard in Zumba. I'm doing that to you now. Lots of love going your way. Um, to that end, like I've been doing a lot of yoga. I don't know if you can tell I'm a bit more chilled these days. I don't, well, yeah, I don't, you don't see me every day, do you? But I suppose I don't act that angry. And I did just go on a bit of a rant, but I am quite chilled. I've been doing yoga with Adrienne, the patron saint of lockdown, they call her. And I know a few other people are doing it. I've seen quite a few people in the feeds when I've been on there uh, talking about yoga with Adrienne. I love her. I don't care if it was manufactured to start with. She's dead nice. And I'm that's my one thing for every day that's a non-negotiable my non-negotiable thing is to do the yoga luckily unlike in china like i actually understand what's going on now revelation and there's no massive mirrors in my bedroom so i can't see my big massive backside when i'm doing a forward fold or i'm in downward dog loving it loving life amazing so definitely check her right if you've not already and you fancy a crack because it's not it's not difficult i'm doing the home uh, set it's like a 30 day one that was at the beginning of the year and luckily for her hashtag seo <laughs> everyone's now doing home yoga so yeah loving loving her at the moment so definitely check that out and otherwise if yoga's not your bag and you want to do something else i encourage you today to be kind to yourself and meet everyone at bugshi so in today's episode that i said was only going to be short and i only wanted to be 10 minutes long it's already 10 minutes. Yay! Can you, I'm feeling the energy now and I'm talking to you. I'm like, I'm feeling the energy coming in. So I'm going to do a little bit of chit chat about knitting. I'm going to share a couple of comedy uh, patterns that I've found that just made me giggle and inspired today's episode a little bit about staying on the kitty couch and uh, just give you a quick update on what I've been reading. Quite a few of you have come over to Goodreads and said hello and have been sending me some book recommendations. I've been definitely diving into the books recently, the fiction, uh, which is awesome. I've stashed all of those basically in a little folder for when I can get to the library and start renting stuff out and getting more books. And I will share some of those with you because I had quite a good chat with quite a few people about a couple of these books so grab yourself a roy boss with a little bit of cheeky heather honey and some milk baby that's how we do it get your knits in and we will crack on with the chat so first up in the nitty bit of chat for today it's a fun discovery. You know how much I love a comedy knitting pattern, right? You know this, you know, and there's a pattern pick coming next week inspired entirely by this subject. You know how much I love it. I love a comedy pattern. I love the the tongue-in-cheek, the, the fun of, of really fringe, daft knitting patterns that don't take themselves too seriously, particularly the crochet patterns. Oh, my word, can you hear that? It's a helicopter going past. I wonder if it's the police helicopter. Somebody, let me have a look. Yeah, it's police helicopter. I've seen him quite well, or her, like, you know, quite a bit floating around. But there used to always be helicopters and um, GA floating around here because of um, where we live compared to the A roads. Obviously, 
general aviation don't bother with maps they just fly down an air road because <laughs> um, of where we live we used to get quite a bit but we don't get any these days so it's quite exciting for me to get something but we have had the police helicopter quite a bit because we're near the motorway so there's always some crazy to go follow who's speeding on the motorway anyway I have got some comedy patterns for you and the crochet people I have to say like they take the crown they do the best funny knitting funny crochet patterns I always say funny knitting patterns because it's like force of habit but the crocheters definitely do really great funny patterns so today I was loving life when uh, scrolling through Rav and having to see what was going on you know like what's going down in knit world and I found on the pattern pages the knitty no knitty kitty couch kitty couch green sofa by Candy Clayton right I hate cats. It's not not a secret. I'm not going to be making this. I'm not. However, I can truly appreciate it as a genius work of art for those people who are mental enough to have like cats and let them scratch all their furniture. No, you can crochet. They're on little. They're on little sofa for them to sit on, right? Proper like a scale model sofa for the cat to sit on, so they're not digging their claws in your sofa. Not that they wouldn't still carry on doing it because cats are like that they're still going to have their own cat sofa that they sit on and then go sharpen their claws on your stuff because that's what cats do and then puke all over your, your slippers or whatever you know but you can make one of these and it's really good There's, this one's even got a little like miniature crochet blanket over the back of the sofa for the cat to sit on amazing $1.99 of your hard-earned cash can get you the pattern for this Oh, there's an entire pamphlet. Like, you don't like the green one? You don't like the green sofa? There's a blue couch? Or there is a pink bed version, which is actually like a circular bed kind of couch thing. A little bit more, you know, Austin Powers. You could you could even Austin Powers it up, make it into like a Shaguar version of the pink bed. If you wanted. I mean, the possibilities are endless. I loved it. I thought it was really good fun. And then I remembered doing... A pattern pick before it might have been the cat in the hat it was called but I'll, I will link in the show notes when I find it but I did do a pattern pick once of cat, uh, patterns for hats on cats like the, there was like a pimp hat and there was like a father Christmas hat or whatever there were loads of these cat patterns that were actually modeled on cats it was really funny because I'm like how did you get that cat to sit still and put that thing on their head and them not like actually pause and them not kill you you know, they're literally going to be planning your demise forever after that. And I thought that'd be a good thing to revisit. So I'm going to do a cat pattern pick next time. I'm going to, you know, enjoy it this week. I'm going to savour the search looking for these cat patterns. But if you've got a cat, if you like a crochet, you know, a little bit of a fun project, check out The Kitty Couch by Candy Clayton. I will link to it in the show notes and everything else that I mentioned during this episode that has a link that I can link out to. I will link to it in the show notes, which will be at shinybees.com forward slash one four four. So speaking of the knitting then, the knitting, 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 I have done a little bit. I was struggling last time and I still struggle like every day to do the knitting because I really want to get this jumper finished and I don't really want to knit the jumper. And I'm trying to do that thing where you make yourself do it instead of just casting something else on. And it's not working that well for me. I need to measure the length of the jumper so I know when I can start the rib. And that seems to be a bit of a mental block. The other mental block that I realised when I walked in here is that my spare room slash office slash yarn room 
looks like some crazed yarn addict's been in and just tipped all of the cupboards out. There's stuff everywhere. Like there's just, you know, bits of yarn that I've sorted out to be destashed. There's a laminator because I need that now for homeschooling. Like laminate all of the things. Are you even proper if you don't laminate things? Like are you even real? If you don't laminate things, if you're going to be teaching people, I don't think you are. Like, I think you need, yeah, I think you need like one of those stamps that says, well done, and, and a laminator if you're going to be proper. And you let me know, like, do you have a laminator? Am I taking it too seriously? So I've got this laminator. I've got, I'm just going to turn around and, and look at the stuff that's, that's around. Yeah, I've got a basket full of whips, basket full of whips literally full that I found in the ottoman forgot was there I found all of the hexipuffs that I forgot I had that I need to sew into a blanket they were in the ottoman forgot they were even there so I feel like maybe that's my problem I don't think it's the knitting pattern I think perhaps what could be contributing it is the the kind of bowl of creativity in which all of you know the exciting ideas come seems to be full of Weetabix at the moment like caked on Weetabix that's just not going to go anywhere without a, a good soaking polishing cleaning tidying ordering of all of the things and the windows on the inside dreadful like I can see now and I'm looking out trying to look out the window and it all looks a little bit soft focus like has anyone else noticed about the dust in their houses by the way I know we're in here all the time now but good grief like I do sweep up and stuff and hoover every day but where does the dust come from man anyway yes so i haven't got a lot done but i'm working on the compass jumper by tin can knits still i do really want it i really want it finished i really want to wear it it's going to be really warm it's knitted out of susan crawford vintage exolana and i've worn garments knitted in this before and it's really warm really it's you know a bit more of a more rustic feeling wool it's not your super soft buttery merino more on that later but it's dead warm and it's going to be awesome and it's blue and I've decided that my entire wardrobe will either be blue or red. No, that's it. Like all colours that go with those. Everything else is getting chucked out. I, I don't have the time for that in my life anymore. I feel like I'm having a mid quarter, quarter life crisis. Could it be a quarter life crisis at 37? I'm definitely not halfway through my life yet. I intend to knock on till at least 100. So whatever it is, corona crisis, I'm in there. And... um yeah, I really want this jumper, but I also, it was done in the pattern. It was done for a jumper without any shaping. So the yoke's knitted and then the, the it's, it's straight down from the armpits, which I, I'm not sure I love the idea of now that I'm kind of getting to it. So I'm going to finish it and see. But what I would have quite liked, because they're really good at the, the shaping on all the other garments I've knitted of tin can knits, has been really nice. And normally they will give you an option for the shaping and not shaping. And there was no option for not shaping on this one. And I kind of would have liked that option just to be in there, even if it was just as a recipe in part of the book because so much of the book has like recipe style things in there for the colour work yokes and putting them together and designing them I think it would have been a real bonus to have have that in there I'm just a bit like I could work it out I could go and like get it off the lush and like work it out I could I could I'm not gonna though am I I'm not gonna I just want them to tell me and they'll have it somewhere because they write patterns all the time so but as always 
it's a great pattern. It looks good. I'm not sure what's going on with the numbers with it either because there are some of the measurements don't seem quite right compared to how many rows I'm on now. And that's also been throwing me a bit. I don't want to commit too much and then it'd be wrong. But I've measured it against my Lush and measured it against me and it was definitely going to be too short otherwise. So we'll see. Maybe I printed it too early and there's been an update since then. Who knows? But yeah, I'm working on that. And I have finished my Lush card again. Now, I did finish knitting this quite a while ago. I don't know if I've talked about it. It's been on my Instagram. I was knitting it in Countessa Blair's Grande Merino, which is 100% South American superwash merino. And I can't remember the name of the colorway, actually. I went to look it up. Um, but it's electric blue, basically. And um, I've been working on this for quite a while, but I was struggling to find some buttons to go with it because Lush has got 10 buttons on it and they're at the front and there's quite a lot of them so you have to get the buttons right otherwise the whole garment doesn't look quite right and I was struggling to find any the right size because you need like a at least a one centimeter 12 millimeter button 10 of them in the right color and this color is like you know neon blue basically so it's quite difficult to match them up and find buttons that big that aren't your kind of classic granny plastic buttons Luckily for me, Jess at Ginger Twist Studio put some pictures up on her Twitter. It was on Twitter, actually. And I spotted them and I said, oh, have you got anything with blue in? Now, she did choose two for me and said, oh, they're up on the website if you want to go get some. And I ended up going to the website and finding some different ones that I liked slightly more and got those. And they were delivered this week. So I now need to sew them on. But I also think I'm going to need to use reinforcing like tape you know um not not ribbon it's got another name and it's not bias binding it's got a name that i can't remember but it's that stuff that you get um to put on the back of your button bands because the i've knitted with the grande merino and all the other lushes that i've done the gauge of the yarn has been it's all been dk but it's been heavier so i did it with uh blacker swan falkland islands merino initially and I did it with a very colourful yarnings, merino and silk blend. It was 75-25. No, 75-20 slash 5 because it had sparkles in it as well, which was merino, silk and Selena. Amazing. Love that thing. Wear it to death. Stuck in China. And this one is the Grande Merino. Now, I probably wouldn't knit with this yarn again because it's a merino. It's too soft and it's bobbling already and I haven't even got the buttons on it yet I mean I have worn it quite a bit but it's a merino and it is bobbling but it's bobbling more than the blacker swan did and I think it's because this is slightly finer gauge yarn so when you actually knit it up the fabric is thinner and you know the stitches are further apart and you're just not getting that same wear and tear on this that you do on something that's thicker and a bit more dense so I don't think I would knit with this again purely because of that because I just I can't be bothered doing all the you know like defluffing it all the time so I would probably use something that's a slightly fatter DK or maybe even a sport weight in future because I like the slightly heavier feel of it that being said of course this is a slightly lighter cardigan so maybe it's got a bit more utility um, in where I could wear it because it's not quite as thick and it's not quite as warm because 
it's a slightly thinner fabric. Um, but with the teamed with the incomparable buttons, it looks good. So I'm in the middle of working out whether I can get away without that that bias ribbon stuff on the back of it. I still can't remember the name of it. It'll come to me. And um, and little t- smaller buttons on the back to kind of stop it pulling through and pulling the yarn because the yarn is thinner and the, the fabric is not as sturdy. Or whether I need to actually put that ribbon on. So, yeah. Incomparable buttons. I don't know if I've talked about them before on the podcast. I have used them quite a lot. It's a South African company and they hand make these ceramic buttons. They're beautiful. Obviously, they're not the cheapest because they're handmade ceramic buttons and not plastic. Tat, um, but these are beautiful and they're quite heavy and solid. They feel really nice in your hands. The colours stay really pretty. And I just think if you're going to spend all that money on yarn, don't get cheapy buttons, get really nice buttons, especially on a garment where the buttons are front and centre quite literally as part of the design. And um, a lot of the ladies that work in the studio hand making these buttons are the sole breadwinners for their family. There's a lot of economic empowerment and training that goes in with the company as well. So I love it. Obviously, I love South African stuff and the product is beautiful as well. So it's a double win for me. So they are incom- incomparable buttons. You can either go check out Jessie's website because she's got some at Ginger Twist Studio. I'll put links in the show notes or you can go to uh, buttonmad.com. It'll show you the full range of buttons they do and then you'll need to find a, a wholesaler somewhere in the UK or wherever you are that has those particular buttons. But they're awesome. So yeah, that's the knitting I have been doing and I'm work- still working my way up to my orchideshi. When I, I'm, I'm not allowing an extra cast on, but I'm hoping to go through the whip bag and get some stuff, maybe get some stuff out of there and get that, that boxed off, get it finished, because I feel there's a lot of stuck energy in that bag, a lot of stuck potential that's needs releasing. It either needs to be frogged or it needs to be finished and we need to kind of like move on. And I do also have another resource for doing that, Again, it's in China, but I will see if I can get the mill miner to uh, to send it to me and I can go through it because I've got like a resource for going through stash and working out what stuff you're going to be doing and all that kind of stuff that I was sent to review and not had a chance to do it yet because I've not been through the stash. But now I can, right? Now I can. So yeah, that's a knitting chat for today. On to the reading. And again, this is going to be a full length episode. I can just see it now. Never mind. More, you know, that's good for you, right? It's good for me because I'm into it now. I'm happy now. I'm, I'm back in the room. I'm in the zone. I'm good. So, in terms of the reading, then I have been reading, and I have read and finished. Ella Eleanor Oliphant, Oliphant. It depends on how you want to pronounce it. It's completely fine. By Gail Honeyman. Now, I'd seen this book around quite a lot before. Someone lent it to me to read it. She'd just finished it and said, oh, I think you'll quite like it. Why don't you read it? And I started reading it and I got proper into it. Now, full disclosure, a lot of people sent me messages on Insta when I posted that I was reading it. And it was about 90% were like, oh, I really love the book. What did you think? What did you think? A lot of asking, what did you think? Which is interesting. But a couple of people said, I I hated it. It triggered me massively. You know, it brought back terrible memories. It really upset me. I think every copy of it should be burned. Uh, so not on the fence there at all. So just, you know, like, just be careful what it says on the blurb and the actual contents within it are not the same. 
And if you have any kind of trauma or anything in your background, I would go and read a bit more around it before you jump into the book, just in case, just in case. Don't go do it because I said it's all right or whatever, and then get, get, you know, blindsided by something. So I started reading it and I had to Google it after about eight chapters and, and see if she was supposed to be, um, have Asperger's because I couldn't understand what the author was getting at. Anyway, it turns out she doesn't have Asperger's. It's a result of a reasonably screwed up upbringing. Um, and I quite liked the book, but I just felt like there was too much going on. It could have probably stood on its own as a story rather than having like multiple streams going on. It just, it was just a bit like, eh? Like, what? Why? It didn't really go far enough into any of the strings to the story. I didn't feel to to warrant it. You probably could have just cut some of them out. So yeah, I've read that. Interested to hear what you think. I don't want to say too much. I don't want to like spoiler it. But yeah, basically, Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. She is completely fine now, apparently. The next one I read is Saltwater by Jessica Andrews, which was a finalist in one of the book awards. Might have been the Costa one. Might have been more than one. And it's about, supposed to be like this really seminal work about a working class girl called Lucy from Sunderland. And it's supposed to be like this social commentary about growing up in the North and living on a, you know, concrete housing estate and all of the things about that. And it was supposed to be really edgy and cool. It wasn't. It was rubbish repetitive and cliched like all Irish people are drunk I find that a little bit problematic um you know all northerners are this you know all you know all the men are a nightmare and it never got into any again from the blurb I thought it was going to be this really interesting juxtaposition between the bright lights of the south and, and London and being a northerner and and the you know how that is different and how you have to change and it didn't really get into any of the subjects it was just weird and the the some of the language is incredibly flowery as well so if you want like a story that you can just settle into this is not the book for you i i thought it was rubbish i didn't like all the stereotyping like some of it initially i thought yeah oh yeah i remember that happening when i was a kid but it was just repeated so many times and the whole all the irish are drunks and laborers like i was just like come on you need to put that potatoes on the table and you've got the hat trick there love you know give me a bit more i think there's a bit more to ireland than that so yeah i wasn't keen on salt water i'd give that a miss the next one i read was wonder by rj palacio i think that's the right pronunciation and it's about a little boy called august who's got uh, a a genetic condition and something else some other condition that have come together and made, it resulted in him having quite bad um, facial deformities, I guess is, is that's the word that they talk about. Um, and he, he, he's been homeschooled and then he goes to school and it's like his journey in going to school. But it's also like a commentary on how people behave and being a good person and all of that kind of stuff. So in some parts I was like, oh, little Augie. And in other parts I was like, oh. Oh, people are nice, really. And the bad guys do get their comeuppance. So, yeah, dead heartwarming, quite nice. Been made into a film, so we don't fancy reading it. Maybe I'll check out the film. And there's a whole kind of series of extra books after that that I may or may not get into. It was Izzy's book, actually. Her teacher had given it to her to read. And, and she said, oh, mummy, you need to read it. So I thought, well, 
one, then I'll read it. It was good. The final one was A Discovery of Witches by Deborah Harkness. And I'm not sure if I mentioned this in the last episode or not, to be honest. But yeah, it's a witch book. Witch meets vampire, falls in love. It's all forbidden. He's got some anger management issues, like for shizzle. To the point where I'm like, if this was that real, you'd be running a mile from this guy. Like, he's just because he's a vampire doesn't mean it's okay to behave like this. Like, but she's obviously going along with it. You know, the man needs to save the woman, even though she's got her own power and blah, blah, blah. I liked it for what it was, but there was some like massive undertones of WTF in there where it's just like, dude, this guy needs help. Like, I know he's like 1500 years old or whatever, and he's just probably carrying a bit of baggage, but dude, like, step away, alarm bells. Quite apart from the whole undead thing. So, yeah. If you like your kind of witchy stories, might be worth a check out. I quite liked it. I quite like the world building. It's set in Oxford. Um, but I, I wasn't keen on the whole she needs to be saved by the vampire thing. Just, mm, yeah. So, yeah, that's what I've been reading. If you want to follow me on Goodreads or be friends with me on Goodreads so I can look what you're reading and steal all your ideas, then um, I am goodreads.com forward slash Joe Millmine. So, yeah, that's all I've got time for this week ended up being a full episode you lucky lucky people you and lucky me like, I feel great now this is what I was saying to you last time about podcasting like it's just the best thing ever it's just like the gym in it you don't want to get on the you know don't want to get on the bike get on the bike you feel good you're fine so yeah you can find links to all of the things on the website just shinybees.com forward slash one four four for the show notes and I will be back next week, definitely with the cat pattern pick. And who knows what else? Who knows what can happen between now and then? Could be anything, couldn't it? Could be anything, depends what we're doing. So be kind to yourself. Take care, guys. Like, really. Mute the school WhatsApp group. <laughs> Fill your little world with stuff that makes you happy. And if it makes you roll your eyes, you know, Save save yourself. Save yourself the G-Force and just mute, delete and block. Cook, fill your world with greatness and things that make you happy. Have a lovely week. Happy crafting. And I will speak to you all again soon. Cheers. You've been listening to the Shiny Bees podcast. Show notes for this episode are at shinybees.com forward slash 144. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please do share the podcast with your friends. I'd love to welcome some new listeners over Tango with us. I feel a need to laugh again.